Well, good evening again. Tonight, as you and I have come here, we have come here to have our feet washed. Whether you're one of the 12, if you will, just by being here, you have your feet washed by Christ. Because it says here in John's Gospel, huh? This is John chapter 15, 13. After Peter's fighting with him, he says, uh, you may not realize what I'm doing now in verse 7, but later you'll understand. Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. If I do not wash you, Jesus said, you will have no share in my inheritance. So each of us are called to have a share in the inheritance of Jesus Christ. And we share in this inheritance by the washing of our feet. Now think about the God of the whole universe comes before each of us tonight. And he gets on his hands and his knees. And he washes your feet. And he washes my feet. What an act of humility. What an act of love. And then as he goes and he comes down and he says, I want you to, I want to wash your feet. You know, in the early church, as I was at Notre Dame this summer, you know, we spent time on the early rites of baptism. And Ambrose, most especially, but a lot of the early rites, what they would do is they would always have, after baptism, part of the baptismal process was to go and to wash people's feet. They loved the foot washing. That was part of the original baptismal promises in some of the churches, not all the churches, because again, that Christ washes us clean in baptism, as he says here. Once you've been clean, that's the baptism of Christ, the baptism into the person of Christ. But then Christ, after he baptizes you, then he continues to go to you. You know what it means to be washed? You know why they clean the feet of a person? Because that was their dirtiest part of their body the feet. They didn't walk around with socks on. They walked around in the dirt of Jerusalem and through all the hills in their bare feet or with sandals. It was the dirtiest part of the people. So when Jesus goes and washes their feet, not only is it a physical reality, he's washing the dirtiest part of them, but it's also a spiritual reality that Jesus meets us at our darkest, our dirtiest, our most filthy part of who we are. And he himself cleanses us. So think about that which is dirtiest in you. That's where Jesus meets you tonight. That darkest, dirtiest part of you and me. That's where he meets us. The first thing. The second thing he does, and that's with the water. But the second thing he does, we continue with the first reading and for the second. The first reading we hear about the Lamb of Sacrifice. Huh? It's a very, of course, old and ancient story about for the Passover, what they were to do is take the lamb, kill the lamb, take the blood of the lamb, put it over their doorposts. And when the angel of death came and saw the blood of the lamb, it would pass over them. Well, Jesus, the Lamb, comes to us, and not only does he wash us with his water and in humility and serves us, but he also then takes his blood 
who pours it over us. And as we are washed in the blood of Christ, we are made new. The angel of death passes over us, and we enjoy everlasting life. Huh? The second reading, it's the institution narrative, right? In the second reading, when he talks about today, he took the cup, said the blessing, and said, this is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant, to be shed for you and for all, for the forgiveness of sin. Jesus comes tonight to us and washes us in the water and cleanses us in the blood. He comes to renew us, to save us, to love us, to meet us where we are, and to bring us into the life of everlasting love. If we let him. Tomorrow begins the novena of mercy. You know, I don't know if you have any devotion to divine mercy, but if you don't, get it. Tomorrow, and we will start the Divine Mercy together, after 3 o'clock, when, when he died, we will have the Novena Prayer, and we'll start the Divine Mercy. And then for the next nine days, after tomorrow, nine days, there's prayers for nine days. And it ends on Divine Mercy Sunday, which is the Sunday after Easter. And this is the most particularly great one, because on that day, Sister Faustina will become saint. Faustina, who got to see Christ. And remember how Jesus Christ appeared to her. He appeared to her, if you don't know the story, he appeared to this young Polish nun. And as he appeared, he touched his heart. And as he touched his heart, red rays and white rays came forward. The red rays, the blood, which gives us new life symbolizing God's blood, the white rays symbolizing the waters of baptism. And what that means is mercy. Jesus Christ, the God of the universe tonight, desires to give you and me great mercy. And again, mercy is giving something good to someone who doesn't deserve it. And the symbol of his mercy tonight is two things. One, the gift of the Eucharist. Think about what happens tonight. Tonight is the gift of the Eucharist. But not only does Jesus worship you, if you will, on his hands and knees and washes your feet and serves you, the God who holds all things gets on his hands before you as a sign of almost worship and says, I want to cleanse you. I want to love you. I want to serve you. Think about it. Not only does he do that, but then he gives us his own body and blood. And I was sitting there talking to my kids the other day, and I sat there, uh, someone came to me and says, Father, you know, when you give out communion to people, you don't look at them, you do it fast. And I said, you got it. It's, you know why? No, I've been wondering. Because it hurts me very terribly when I give communion to people, and they just pop it in their mouth and they walk away. It, 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 you know how I get moody real fast. And that's so fast because all of a sudden, there they are, boom, boom, walk away, and I want to shake them and say, don't you understand? You have just received the God of the universe. And you dare to come up here and receive him like it's no big deal. How dare you is what I want to cry out. But I don't. But how I want to 
The God of the universe gives us his life, his body, his blood, and we receive him. But think about the humility of this God. Though we don't do it in reverence, though we don't care half the time, though we just sit there and receive him and then walk away and go out the door, a lot of parishes not here by God's grace. But nobody cares. So often. So humility of God. He gives us his self. Nothing else to give. The second gift he gives us in his mercy is priesthood. You know, I remember as a child wanting the greatest thing I could ever want to be in my in first grade is to not ask us to be what we wanted to be when we grew up. Draw a picture. I drew a picture of the priest with his hands holding up the Blessed Sacrament. I remember even as a little pagan child, I'm not going to church because my parents weren't churchgoers. I thought, what a great gift to be able to take the God of the universe and bring him to others. And the gift that we have to thank God for is the gift of the priests he's given us, not me, but all the priests. Think about the priest who baptized you and gave you spiritual life. The priest, as you were growing up, that gave you faith. The priest that heard your confession as you were growing and gave you new life. The priest who gave you the body and blood of Christ. The priest who gave you the presence of Christ. Today, more than any other time, we need to pray for priests. Today is the anniversary of the priesthood. And sometimes we just think the priests are just like anybody else, and in lots of ways we are in our sinfulness. But in other ways, priests are one of the greatest gifts God could give us because it makes Christ real in the world and can make, allow us to touch him in the sacrament. So I just ask you tonight that you would put it on your heart, that you would pray for an increase of vocations, Please, pray that bread of life may become a place one day where we have hundreds of priests come from this community. Priests that will be raised up from this community, fed at the table of the Eucharist in our community. And priests that will grow up to be able to bring thousands, if not millions of others to him. It was a gift of Christ and he asks us to pray for the laborers, that God would give more laborers. So tonight, on this anniversary of the priesthood, please pray that God would give us more priests. Pray for those who are already in priesthood to stay in priesthood. We've lost in this diocese in this past year at least four active priests that were very good priests. We need them to stay. You need and I need to pray. So tonight, a bunch of things. First, that Christ would wash us where we're at, meet us where we're at, cleanse us in his water, cleanse us and wash us in his blood. And he gives us two great gifts, the Eucharist and the priesthood. We need to really recognize the one and honor the one in the Eucharist we need to pray for the increase of the other and to pray for perseverance in the other in the priesthood.
So, flee. And tomorrow, start the novena with each of us, that the God of great mercy would have great mercy on us and our community. You got it? You get it? Good. Each of you know his love today and forever. Amen. Amen.